Hello there, everybody. Welcome to a new year. Yeah, wow, it's 2023. I've been doing this a very long time now. Not saying that I'm super old or anything, but you guys have been following me for quite a while, and thank you so much. We've got the YouTube channel going. Everyone's been checking it out. Seeing all the guests and the people that I've had over the past couple of years, it's been real exciting. Some great people in the paranormal that I've been working with for years and years and years. So I got a new format we're going forward with the 2023. Obviously, you guys saw my, you guys got to get get a chance to check out my incredible new intro video. That's right, it was pretty metal there for a second. Even had metal gates on it. I mean, what can you pass up on that? It's pretty metal. I'm a metal guy. I like it. It's all good. Anyway, so going forward, uh, I got a different format, and I got things set up a little bit differently. Obviously, I have Abby with me now. For those who follow me on the University of Magicus, uh, but teaching the classes, I know. Once again, folks, those of you who don't know about the University of Magicus, it's universitymagicus.com, and it's a, a school. And actually, it's a real-life Hogwarts. And you guys don't know what Hogwarts is, and I don't know what's wrong with you. That is the Harry Potter School, where they teach wizarding. Yes. Uh, I'm not so much a wizard, but I do a little crafting on the side. And you guys know that. I have a little setup here. I have my trusty Periscope, which I put out because those of you who follow me in the last uh, six or seven episodes, Obviously, things are moving around here in this room when I'm doing this stuff. We're, we're getting voices in here. Um, so I kind of made it more spirit-friendly, so to speak. That way, if they want to interact with us, or they want to say something, they can light this up. Uh, I already had a few hits on it since we were just setting up the equipment. Uh, of course, I have Puff the Magic Dragon with me, always. Thank you, Patty, for giving me that guy. He is pretty awesome. And once again, Abby. Uh, always was in the background, and she made it clear that she wanted to be up close where everybody can see her and feel her energy, and there she is. Uh, anyway, moving forward, uh, I have had Pacific Coast Paranormal for quite a long time, and that is my paranormal team that I've gone out and investigated for uh, years and years and years. And over the past few years, I've had some new members come along, and the person that we're going to interview and spend some time with tonight is very dear to me and very important. She's a, a really good friend, a close friend of mine with amazing abilities. And we started working with her just to see how things go. And she's really got, when we talk about uh, being psychic or having abilities, we're always talking about a level of light, luminance. So people have, psychics have like a flashlight. They can kind of view into things. And so when we're talking about light, her light is very bright. So she gives us great information when we uh, do some investigations with her. You know, and the spirits seem to like her. She's got a great personality, good good vibe about her. So I, I totally get it. You know, if I was a spirit and uh, people came in the room, she'd probably be the one that I would talk to the most because she just has that good connection with everything. So with that being said, and you can go to PacificCoastParanormal.org and look at the website. It's being updated currently for the new year and learn a little bit more about Wendy. We're going to be putting some stuff up there, some videos. Um, so let's go ahead and bring her on the show. I'm talking about Wendy Hannigan. I know for some of you who have listened to the radio show, 
have heard us interview her before and talk a little bit about some of her experiences. But now that we are in full spectrum color, that's right, full spectrum because it's a paranormal term, uh, you get to see her and get to understand her. And now with all the things that we have going on, if something happens on her end or whatever, something happens over here, you guys can see it live. And we're going to go and bring her out of the green room right now. So here we go with Wendy Hannigan, everybody. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hey, Wendy. How are you? Good. How are you? I am awesome. Thank you for joining me tonight. I know I kind of threw it at you last minute, but I was thinking, you know, it's New Year. Uh, I wanted to start with you and just get a new episode and some people really get a chance to see what what your experiences are and learn a little bit more about you and your abilities in the paranormal. So let's, right from the top, let's go to the back of the beam, the way back machine. We're going to do this way back machine right now. Okay. And we're going to start when you were younger, you know, maybe you had some experiences or things that you went through growing up and uh, want to know about that and how you dealt with those situations. Mm. Yes. So as a small child, probably remember my first experience, I was probably four years old. And um, my parents' reaction to me seeing this little girl and trying to interact with this little girl, my parents didn't see. <clears throat> my parents told me I had a fever and, you know, told me to be quiet and go to bed and you're sick and there's something wrong with you. But um, yeah, it was pretty interesting. She, I didn't realize at the time that she wasn't with us. She was in spirit form. She looked like a normal girl to me. I, she didn't look, most um, spirit I see now looks more hollow, more see-through-ish. She didn't look see-through at all. And um, I followed her up the stairs and she went right out the window and I almost went right out the window behind it, right behind her. But um, my mom was yelling at me, which stopped me. And then I realized as she was hovering in the air outside the window saying, come with me. I was like, something's wrong here. I can't really go with you. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. always something kind of dangerous, I think, comes along when they do that. I see that in movies all the time. So I was like, well, that's never a good idea because no. whatever it is or whoever it is is looking for a friend because you're the one that saw her and mm -hmm. nobody else did. So I was like, well, why don't you just come over to my side and be my friend forever and we'll run around. Right? Park, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, and that's interesting. Your parents told you you had a fever. What a great solution that is. Right. If everyone yeah. says something strange to me, I'm just going, you're delusional. You have a fever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. you know? And, I, and I, I understand that. Like, I love the stories that I tell when I was a kid, uh, really young, I saw spirits and I never thought it was weird. You know, I remember, I remember this vividly, like it was yesterday. It wasn't, it was a long time ago, people, let me tell you. Yeah. I was laying on the couch. And I remember we had a, uh, this townhouse. It was like three stories. And below was the garage, the garage area, we were kind of on a hill, you know. And I remember uh, Indians coming up from the garage, walking up the stairs, turning. And I remember one vivid time, this was tall Indian man was there. And I wasn't like freaked out or anything, you know. Normally, you see someone in your house, you're like, oh my God, what the hell? But right. I was an Indian guy. <laughs> and he, kind of said he had like flowers or herbs or something in his hands was carrying something and he just kind of he just kind of looked over at me and just kind of gave me a look like a smile like you know like hello and then he just walked up the other stairs into my sister's room and in the closet i mean whatever 
you know, wherever he was going. But it just right. didn't seem fair to me, you know. Mm-hmm. But he looked solid. And I always wondered if, if, if his energy there, is he connecting with us mentally to show a solid form versus a see-through pattern? I mean, I don't know. I've never really thought about that. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure about that either. Because it's mean, different. It's yeah. different. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. And I've seen all different kinds of things, you know. I've been doing this a long time, and you see there's, there's such a variety of spirits out there, the way they show themselves, and it's, I guess it's contained on their type of energy and what their abilities of functioning can be. Because I've seen them, like, look, I've even seen them look like grains of sand, like almost like a person or a movement of something, and it looks like sand. Mm-hmm. Energy matters. I mean, and I've seen them look kind of like clouds. I saw mm-hmm. And it looked like smoke, and it was just like floating by, and I'm like, "What the hell is that?" Right, oh, right. And it disappeared. I'm like, "No, come back, come, come be my friend." You know, yeah. that kind yeah. of. Yeah. So when you when you when you were young, growing up, and you're trying to explain it to your parents, were they just pushing it away, or do they have a sense of like, okay, something's going on, but we don't really want to deal with it? Um. Yeah. No. It was your. There's something wrong with you. We don't want to discuss it. We're not talking about it. And then, however, when my parents ended up getting divorced I was still a pretty young child my mother started swaying more towards that way than my father never did so must have got it more from my mom than my dad and then my uh, mom would did, take me to did circles. she ever tell you that somebody in the family had abilities or anything like that because they always sometimes they'll tell you these stories well your grandfather a long time ago used to do this <laughs> or yeah, no, she never told me about anybody in the, our family having any kind of stories, but she was in with some kind of a group of meditation people and doing stuff. And some guy that she was there with would do automatic writing. And I remember my mom sitting at our table one time and automatically started writing. And I could see this person sitting at the table with her, but she didn't see the person sitting at the table with her, but she was writing what the person at the table was it was i was seeing them like dictating to her and she was just writing away and i'm all do you know that's a female that you're do you know that's a what mom do you she's sitting right there it was so funny and that's how my mom finally connected with oh you can see them i can only hear them i was like oh i can see them i can hear them i can feel them so she was doing automatic writing talking to the spirits then yeah yeah yes uh, for those of you who are listening and for those of you who are watching, uh, when I speak on Wendy's end, it, it it has like a little delay. So that is not a spirit voice. That is just me about half a second delay coming in. Because it sounds like someone's talking over us. I'm like, who, the, who is that? Because you're talking with us. You want to say something? Speaking to really? the camera. But, but seriously, uh, I know for a lot of people growing up, especially with children, it's kind of one of those things because your parents want to push that away or they say you have an imaginary friend. Oh, you're so creative and imaginary. You know, you need to get real friends and blah, 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 stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's great when people embrace that and they try to help their, their children with that because it of the family. Sometimes she's doing automatic writing. So obviously it's in the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, your yours is probably more diverse, so you're actually doing full psychic abilities, seeing them. You're connecting with the energy right away, so you can see them right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's interesting. Do you ever do any type of automatic writing like that? 
No, I don't. I tried to actually do automatic writing, trying to connect to my mom after she passed away, but no. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. No, oh. no automatic writing for me. Just try it sometimes. You never know. It's just right. True, you know, true. When they're writing stuff down, uh, you never know what you get. Or modern technology, <clears throat> just get a little voice recorder and the things you're hearing just start, start saying it, speaking it. You know. Oh, that's that's true. That's probably a good and idea. You have a record of this session. You know, I connected with this spirit. Or that spirit told me this. Um, it just makes it a little bit easier. That way, you can go back and archive it instead of having to write it. I know people say, "Well, the energy, of the spirit's working through your hand," and because I've seen people do automatic writing, and I've seen someone, some of them that just like their arms go crazy and they're just mm -hmm. scribbling, and writing crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty interesting. I'm. I'm way too lazy for that so i'll just go with the voice recorder there you go if it works why not yeah so let's talk a little bit about some of the experiences of being a psychic medium and uh you know i know you you were doing that for obviously your life because you've grown up doing that and then i started getting you into the paranormal stuff bringing dragging you along to these crazy broken down places and yeah crazy asylums and stuff whatever yes let's talk about the differences between going to a haunted location the spirits that come to you naturally i think are spirits that are connecting with your energy so that you're kind of on the same vibration uh so to speak so that's why mm -hmm. they migrate to you but when you start going to a, an investigation or a haunted location you're kind of going into a different area zone where they have their own areas, their own domain. And uh, so tell us about that experience going into a haunted location as a psychic. Well, going, it's very interesting, <laughs> actually, trying to read the energy and understand everything that's going on and, and not getting any information beforehand. So you're going in blind, basically. It's, it's, um, my first experience, I'll have to say with you on the Queen Mary was pretty interesting to go from ballroom things to old time, you know, fairly light hearted, cool things to holy moly, tragic. Wow. Um, I think I think that that experience was every roller coaster every experience you could ever imagine all packed into one um it's exciting and scary at the same time and not scary in the oh i don't want to be here scary but just trying to read all the energy and get it right and not get it confused because there's so much going on <laughs> and learning the difference between what's a loop that's stuck over here and what's really coming in and trying to communicate with you and it's been a very challenging and exciting experience um, going to all these different haunted places. I have to say the most disappointing places are when they stage things to try to make it more authentically looking as a period piece and it doesn't belong there. And mm -hmm. as a psychic, it's really hard to go, uh, this doesn't, the energy's not right. It's not, it, so it took me a minute to get over that. And then once I realized that doesn't really matter, just keep focusing beyond it and get into what's really matters. It all comes forward. And, and for me, I think, I don't remember the name of the place in Virginia city, but it was, I think it's a brothel or a 
so like a three-story place that we went into. That was and, the Washoe Club. Okay. And I remember the lady coming to me in the room. You got um, the orb of her coming out and coming back because I said, wait, come back. And she turned around and came back. She presented herself as a smoky version of a person to me. It was very interesting. It's it's interesting to me. I always thought it was just my ability to see it. And, and I learned working with you that it's more about their ability or their energy that they're using to be able to communicate to you. And that's why it's different. Sometimes it's a picture and sometimes it's a real person. Then sometimes it's a bubble or a smoke or so it's interesting. Absolutely. And it's it, it all depends on their energy, you know, if mm -hmm. they're super tired or whatever, they, they can only do so much. They can only show themselves a little anomalies because they're so condensed and they're just tired. Right. And they get people like us coming by all the time going, oh, come out here and talk to us. Tell me your name. And she's like, I've told my name a thousand times. I have it written on the wall here. You guys can't see that. Right. You know, it's just like, <laughs> I feel bad for them sometimes. <laughs> and I let them know that. And I think that's why, you know, we've, as a team, we've been successful because we're very compassionate. We're not just trying to go in there and say, hey, show yourself right now, or I'm going to not do anything. And blah, blah, right. Which is like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, can you just do this one thing for us and we'll just leave it at that? You know, we try to make it easy for them. Right. And I think in a lot of ways they appreciate that more. Like, okay, this guy, this guy gets it. You know, he knows that we're tired and we're doing parlor tricks all the time for all these people that are coming to do these tours, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I, and it's my way of showing respect to them. And I think they open up a little bit more when they feel comfortable. And mm -hmm. I, think, I think even as a, even as a, a living person, we're like that. When we're around somebody who you feel comfortable around, you kind of lower your guard a bit. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's fun when they recognize you and they know you're coming back and they're like, hey, Stefan, Stefan's here. Yeah, all the brothels. <laughs> I'm very popular with the brothels, apparently, everybody. So. Uh, not just the brothels, the, <laughs> the mansions, the, the theaters, all of them. Well, that's cool. As long as they're having a good time, that's what it's about. You know, I'm having there and have a good time. They're having a good time, then that's great. Uh, I'm totally all about that. Now let's go back a second, and uh, like you were talking about, the first time I brought you a place to a place was the Queen Mary. You know, and everyone out there who knows about the Queen Mary is like, "Wow, what a great, crazy place!" Because there's so many variety of things happening there, and that was the whole point. Mm -hmm. I want to see what you're connecting with, whether it's this guy over here leaning on the edge of the railing, just waiting for somebody, or if it's one of the celebrities who's been on there. Um, it was a, a battleship, you know, during World War II. Are you connecting with the soldiers? Um, for those, you know, there's so many different types of spirits there. And of course, everyone knows of the tragic story of when the Queen Mary was the gray ghost and it smashed into the escort ship and all that stuff happened. But what a great place to check out your, your abilities from one extreme to the next, right? Right. <laughs> that was true. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't tell you about that last part, but you know, <laughs> I just wanted to see if you were going to pick up on that. And you did. You did really I well. I did. I did. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about that. We were spending time with all the regular passenger spirits up on deck, having a good time. Then we go down into the engine room uh, where we're allowed to go and see certain spots, and then we get to that area. Tell us what 
did you feel the change in the energy as you're walking closer to that area? I did. And I didn't, I wasn't seasoned enough to know that I needed to pause and pay attention to what was happening. And I just pushed through and walked into it. I got a full mouthful of pennies and I didn't even think, oh my God, you're going to go walking into blood. You're going to see it. You're going to be in it right now. I didn't put it together. And by the time it hit me, I had already walked into the room and just saw it all. And I just went, oh, I'm out. I can't deal with this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was intense. I was I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't prepared for that, but I definitely saw it. <laughs> huh. Yeah, sorry about that. And, and what she's talking about, people, when the battleship crashed with the other boats, soldiers were in the water and the orders were to keep the Queen Mary pushing forward and not stop to rescue anybody. So as she moved forward, uh the current for the propellers brought some of the soldiers underneath, and of course, they were cut up, uh, hundreds of them, actually. It's a very sad story. You can read about it in the, on the Queen Mary and some of the books that our friends have written. Uh, so we know it's a true story, and obviously, Wendy was able to experience that horror uh, of that. I've, I've always started that, that, that propeller as a kid, just freaked out by it. I was terrified of it as a kid. So I remember seeing it and it just looked like the biggest craziest thing. And I just, I had that thing, I had that fear of like it not wanting to be near it. So I think that, that might've been part of it. Yeah. And you got to see the whole thing. So that's pretty, that's pretty amazing. The Queen Mary. Um, so let's take a step back to the Washoe Club and places like that. Um, you know, we went to Virginia City and we did stuff, went to the, the Washoe Club um we were also at the miners cabin where people were staying in that area at the gold hill um let's talk about when you go to places like that like what's the first impression you get do you start seeing the city a certain way or do you start connecting with the energy of the spirit the energy of the spirit okay so everything looks normal you're just coming across spirits as you're going through? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything looks normal. I'm coming across spirits. I feel energy. I connect to them. And then the next thing I know, and it's only, it doesn't happen always, but it seems to happen in these kind of period places. I step back in time into that period. It, it goes from not necessarily a black and white, but a dull look. And then all of a sudden it's vivid color and I'm in it. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder what would happen if you went down into the mines and stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I want to do that. A lot of things do happen in those mines. And, uh, you know, obviously the yellow jacket mine with the, the, the fire and everything, and the explosion, that was, that's a pretty crazy area to mm-hmm. be in. I don't want to deal with that too much. And it's because I want to be respectful of the spirits. If they want to come to me, uh, and play with the toys and, or just talk, whatever, that's great. But I'm not mm-hmm. going to go in a place like that of, uh, you know, 32 men died in that cave-in in the fire and they never got the bodies back up. So I don't want to go messing with that, disturbing them. I'd rather have them come out. You know, I don't want to, you know, invade their privacy, their space, you know. I wouldn't want to have to deal with that. There's there's a lot of them right there at the opening. They just are stuck there. 
Yeah, I remember because we were in the miners' cabin, and me and Steve were just sitting in the kitchen, and uh, me, it was just me and him there, and we could hear voices coming from it sounded like the heater, right <laughs> there, and we're just like, "What is that?" And it was almost like somebody was in the basement, but obviously there's no basement in this place, and we could hear voices, and it sounded like they were kind of like talking about us. And I'm with Steve, and Steve's mentioning this, and Steve's a hard one to really get to uh, accept. The paranormal, so to speak. He's more mm-hmm. of a tech guy, and he's he's hardcore to evidence. But he was like, "I, what is it? I hear people talking." And it might have been them because I know we did uh, some stuff inside the kitchen area right there with um, we had the poltercom. We had other people in there trying to tell us that the, the spirits were saying that we can't help them and they're mad and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And, and I totally get it because a lot of people go there. That's one place that people go there and try to explore and get contacts with spirit um but they do that and they don't they don't try to help them they just come and go and they're just tired of people saying they're going to help them and no one really helps them i, I don't get it so very sad but places like that you know you're you're going to pick up on those kind of energies um i wish you can come with me to virginia or to a uh, vulture city that's another great uh, ghost town a lot of activity there i think some of those buildings you would have a really good time in because it's a really good energy in there and it's really old and the spirits there are, are super nice uh, we got the little girl to come and sing to us and she was she played the piano for us three times it was pretty amazing it was just like fun 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 you know that's awesome. so what about um when you're dealing with something that's kind of oppressive something more darker what kind of reaction do you get and how do you approach something um, I don't have a whole lot of experience with that, and I don't know why. And we've we've talked about this a couple of times. Um, I don't know if it is vibrational or whatever it is, but I don't I don't see them. I don't vibe with them, so I don't deal with them. It's very interesting, and I know I've been brought into situations where that's happening, and I see something completely different, and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> How is it you see that? This is what everybody else is seeing. And I'm like, I don't know. That's me. So yeah. um, I have been in some situations where I do feel like my hair stands up on the back of my neck and I'm not comfortable and I just move away from it or, you know, ask, is there something you need from me? But I, that doesn't happen to me very often. So I'm not, I don't have experience with that. Okay. Well, that's kind of good, right? I I think so, but <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, you're like Wendy, you're standing next to a guy holding an axe, and you're like, "No, I'm not." There's a big angel right over here, and there's like light right. coming down. I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I thought what that guy's looking at, but okay. I mean, right? Yeah, because yeah, exactly. I've been with you a few times when we were dealing with some pretty negative stuff, and you were seeing uh, family members and angels and like really really higher vibration stuff. So like, right? That's awesome. No, because everything's existing at the same time all around. It is. It is. That's the hard part for people to say, you know, because there's two different, you have two different psychics giving you totally 100% their information and it doesn't match the other. And you just, you can't, you can't judge like that because everybody does see it different. And we've done that a couple of times, you know, um, different psychics going through the same walkthrough and seeing it different and seeing you know some of it collaborating and some of it oh my got this side and you got that side and it's it's really it's kind of cool and it's interesting i think so 
if you were always seeing all the good stuff, the positive stuff, and then Mark would go in there and he'd be like, oh, there's a man and he's like choking somebody and I just see anger and punching and punching. Yeah. And like, wow. In the same room? She's got all this going on over here. And this guy over here is having a meltdown. So let's go, let's go on this side of the room. You know, right, and I remember here hanging out with grandma, and we're talking about necklaces and yeah, crocheting and stuff. And this other guy's over here is all angry and you know trying to beat right. Yeah, like, yeah. I remember at first I was like, I don't know if I have any real psychic abilities because I'm not hitting the things that Mark is. And then the necklace. When I said to the lady, I go, Well, she's talking about a necklace. She goes, I have that necklace. She goes, I have it on. That that's my grand. I was like, okay, I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're just in a different conversation than with Mark fighting with some guy in the corner in the dark, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I think that's awesome. That just proves that point. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to see if there was a variance. And I, and I know you, I know you come across some things like that once in a while when you see, after the fact, you kind of see them or you deal with them, but they're not sharing their energy with you, so to speak, as much as grandma. Right. Grandma's right. Like, oh, you're, you're, over you're, here yeah. <laughs> look at all these things i gave her this and this is when the kids were young and you're just getting yep. the whole family you know uh you know grandma visiting and stuff it's like a family adventure you know when we're trying to get away the dark stuff and i think that's awesome that that's there because you know to really push back against things that are dark you need to have a fluctuation of higher vibration and light of course uh to kind of you know turn that spotlight in those dark areas and kind of push it out a little bit, clean it up a little bit. So I'm glad, glad you have that ability. And I think that's a gift. Thanks. Yeah. Awesome. And I, and I've seen you deal with some uncomfortable situations before, but you're, you're very good about it and you don't let that stuff affect you. They kind of leave you alone. So that's mm-hmm. cool. That's respect right there. Even though they're mean spirits, they're still giving you a sense of respect <laughs> and feel your energy. Right. They're like, all right, we'll leave that one alone. <laughs> Awesome. So, um, since those times of doing all the paranormal investigations and stuff like that, and the, the traveling that we've done, uh, let's talk about when you're home by yourself and stuff. Is there like meditation? Do you realign your energies? How do you recover from going to uh, these haunted locations and picking up on all of that energy? Mm-hmm. Yes, I have to ground and unplug and recharge. I have to do all of that stuff. Absolutely. Like what, what's your technique? Like, what do you do? Well, um, besides sitting here and go walking you through a total guided meditation, um, usually it's it's a series of, of reflecting on what I've gone through and making sure that I unplug and disconnect from that and leaving that, that energy behind and taking back my energy if I've left any residue of myself behind and just making sure that's all cleaned up before I go to bed that night. I don't want to take it with me or keep it there. So disconnecting, unplugging, pulling your energy back, recharging yourself, connecting to source, God, whatever you want to call it, and getting your own energy all flowing and back to normal. You know, sometimes you might have to adjust your chakras. Just depends on how you're feeling, you know, and sometimes doing all of that i still have pretty interesting dreams or have a rough night the first night sleeping after an event but um, most time i'm pretty good by the next day oh good so it's like resting Mm -hmm. nice 
Do you burn any type of incense or candles? Do you, a lot of people so, like to touch themselves with some sage or just burn a little Palo Santo in the background for that calmness. Um, sometimes I'll do that beforehand just to give myself a little extra protection and just a little more um, guided energy towards what I'm going to go to. Uh, don't normally do it on the way out unless um, I feel, you know, compelled to do that. Like sometimes we have a couple of cases we've gone, we've all like, okay, let's all go home and sage ourselves. But, um, you know, so yes, I, I will if I need to. Um, Sometimes saging is tough, so it's um, fun if you can find the sage soap and use that instead. And people, people don't like. Yeah, that's always cool. It makes it easier. Just wash it off. Yeah, just wash it off. Wash all the darkness down the drain. You'll be good yes. again. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Definitely. Definitely one have thing, to unplug. One thing I wanted to talk a little bit about is, I know you come over to the house before, and I've had you talk to some prospective clients that were dealing with stuff that, that were pretty far away from us that we really can't get to. But we tried a couple of uh, over-the-phone remote viewing things. Uh, you're trying to do readings over the phone. Let's talk about remote viewing. For those of you who are listening, uh, once again, we're listening to My Darkest Hour. Uh, if you're listening to the radio show right now, and we, my guest tonight is Wendy Hannigan, a psychic medium. We're talking about certain types of abilities as a psychic medium. We were just talking about uh, how she unwinds from investigation. But I really want to go forward and talk about remote viewing because I know a lot of people are doing that now, uh, kind of channeling, so to speak, kind of focusing in on stuff like that. What about you? How do you approach something like that? Uh, it depends on the situation. So either having a picture of the person, um, talking to them on the phone, obviously you're way more connected, but if you can't even talk to them, um, I can either have the person, like say you came to me and you wanted me to deal with somebody, you can hold their energy as long as you know the person. You can hold the energy by thinking of the person and I can go into you and get that energy and then I can remote view from there what's happening or discuss whatever it is we wanna look at because it's all energy it is always and that is awesome um so do you have to th just so you can start by just thinking about somebody and focusing in do you mm -hmm. feel the energy changing around you or is it physical or is it mental what, what it, is it, it, it depends on what's happening so it can be all of those or it could be as it can be as simple as you're just focused and you're listening and all of a sudden you feel a little bit of a twinge or something happening and you're like, okay, let's focus on what that is. But most people that are going to call you for remote viewing have a specific something's happening to them. And so they want you to focus in on that. So you do. And, and that usually helps the situation. So if you want to give me like an example, you have a, an example you want to go through or. Well, let's say, um, Somebody's um, dealing with some issues. They're they're going through some heavy depression, or they're dealing with somebody who might be, uh, let's say, in a toxic relationship. And this is a stranger. So how would you start to pick up on something like that for them? Well, first of all, I'm going to get I'm going to feel the toxic energy coming through because that's the focus of of the energy that's off, right? Because everything else is fine and blissful. That's going to feel off. So I'm going to focus on that. 
and then we're going to go in and find what it is. So is that is that just an energy? Is that an issue that you have? Or do you have a, a spirit in here messing with everything as well? Because it could be that as well. So then if it's a spirit, you've got to talk to the spirit, find out why it's there, deal with it, you know, address those issues and see if you can help guide it along, leave that person alone, go toward the light, move along, do something else kind of thing. Or if there's a connection between that person, heal that situation so that they can move on and embrace each other and not have that blockage. Makes sense. What about this situation? Somebody has an attachment and it's uh, maybe a, a, a partner that has passed, you know, whether it's somebody who's in a relationship and that mm -hmm. person passed and they can't let go. So that spirit's made themselves an attachment to the living person as a host. Mm -hmm. uh, what about something like that? How would you suggest someone get uh, the help to get that away? Because that person needs to let go and move on. If they're going to wait, they can go wait over there in the waiting area for when that person passes, you know, mm -hmm. instead of infecting somebody else's life and holding them back. Well, for me, I would I would have to figure out what's missing. What's There's a void, obviously. So somebody passes and they can't live without them. You have to find some way to empower the person that's here, whether they need a color, a sound, a spirit guide, something to connect them to move past that situation. Otherwise, they're just stuck there. So sometimes if you can find a sound sometimes works, sometimes it's a color, sometimes it's a vibration, that kind of helps them shift and focus onto that and move forward. People get stuck okay. waiting for people, you know, it's, that's a real hard, that's a hard thing. But sometimes if you can fill the void with something else that's beneficial, that can empower you to move forward, then sometimes that helps to get you unstuck. That makes a lot of sense. I've seen people in relationships and they, they deal with that. They carry this energy along with them and it kind of holds them back. You know, mm -hmm. it's hard to say. It's like you, you you don't want to just kick them off and say, get out of here, you know, because that's deep-rooted love that they just can't get over and they can't let go. They just want to stay behind and be with that mm -hmm. person. And it's True. tough. And it's like, well, we do the same well, thing with our trauma. We hold on to our trauma and carry that too, true. so... Yeah. And that's true. And I, and I tell people that want to become paranormal investigators and, and get into all that stuff. Well, you have to have a sensibility of uh, almost being like a social worker, you know, like a psychologist, mm -hmm. because you're you're there to help the, the client, of course, because they're dealing with things they don't understand. Right. And you got to make it make sense for them and, and bring that peace to them. So bring that start peace, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, but at the same time, there's another spirit there and that's almost like you know that's another person basically so right. you have to connect with that energy and see what's going on with them so you're kind of doing the the, the psychologist thing back and forth between the two right the coexistence like what, what's going on why do you still need to do this you know how can i help right. you most of the time they just want to be acknowledged <laughs> but not oh, really? always <laughs> yeah yeah, they just want. That's why they get so excited when we say hi, and they go, oh, "You can see me, you can hear me." They, yeah, they get excited. They like to be some yeah, of them. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And then you keep coming back, and all of a sudden you're just like, 
an old friend. Like, oh my God, I haven't seen you in two years. It's so great right. to see you. You know, <laughs> find out what's been going on in spirit land. Because there's a lot of things going on in spirit land, people. Let me tell you. They're not just hanging out, waiting around. Just, you know, they're doing their thing. They're still right. partying right. or whatever. I've heard laughter. It's like the parallel heard, life. Yeah, they still got something going on. And when our when our worlds come together, it's it's a special thing. It's not really something to be afraid of. Unless something else is going on, then we'll, we'll have to deal with that part of it. <laughs> uh, let's talk about maybe uh, you have the ability to touch objects and pick up on their energies. Um, what about, tell us a little bit about that experience. Um, that's an interesting experience. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't happen every single time I touch something, but, um, usually if I hold on to something and, and I can get the energy of where it came from, what it, what it's doing, what it holds, what it, you know, that kind of stuff. Or if it's somebody's, I can sometimes pick up on who's, who they are. It just depends. I don't do a lot of object stuff, but um, I, I have, I have done it. That term is psychometry for those who want to look it up and learn a bit more about it. It's uh, some different phrases have gone out there. You know, uh, I remember back in the 80s, he used to call it a touch nail psychic. And what that meant was when you touch something, you know the information about that object. Uh, but the technical term is psychometry, and you pick up on all these different energies of things, objects that have been touched. And those, every time we touch something, we leave an imprint on something. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's always interesting. So, do you ever like go to a house and like touch the door knocker or whatever and pick up on something? <laughs> I have. Um, I've actually gone up to. Uh, most of the time, I don't have to touch. I can get the energy before I even get to it, but um, I have gone up to a doors and touched them and totally like I'm I'm out I'm I'm not going in, bye and leave, absolutely. And then other times does just, it feel oppressive? Does it feel thick? Like you're just uncomfortable? Um, it's just a big giant no. Nope. Okay, is that you or your spirit guide shutting that down? I believe that is my spirit guides going. You're not going in here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Does that, that happen a lot when you go to places? It used to happen a lot to me when I was younger. It doesn't happen to me hardly at all anymore. But I have a whole automatic thing that I do when I approach a place. I don't ever just walk in, ever. I always ask permission. doesn't matter where I'm at. Because hmm. there's 99.9% there's .9 of the time there is a guide at the door of any building home place you go to and they don't like it when you don't acknowledge them they they keep an extra eye on you when they know you can see and you can talk and you can do and you don't use those tools they watch you even more so so i for always like ask for your safety and stuff for for my safety but also out of respect for them that's their their place and who am I to come in and not, like, would you walk into a stranger's house? You would knock on the door. That's kind of that same philosophy. Like, I'm not going to just trespass into your house. I'm going to ask permission. Even places you bring me to, I always have asked permission to come in before I go in. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah you mentioned that a few times before we went gone to a place. You're like, oh, there's this huge thing right here above the door. So, mm -hmm. you know, you ask permission and they grant it or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
but that might be a the chance for them to warn you about something. So, oh, well, coming here, but you better be careful because there's this one guy he's lives in there and he's kind of a jerk. So, uh, you know, that would be nice. They didn't warn me about the big giant guy out there and wherever we went. I don't remember where that was? That big giant. Was it Which Simi Valley? Was it oh, Simi Valley or Moore Park? Or it was the end of Moore Park going into Simi right there. That guy. And we got a photograph of this guy, and he was pretty big. I mean, he was, he was behind Regal. He was a lot bigger than Regal. Mm-hmm. He Regal's was a pretty double the size of Regal. He was a giant. Yeah, yeah. yeah Tara got a great shot of him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Shadow coming in. He wasn't so friendly. Not at all. I didn't get a warning for that guy at all. But <laughs> no, that guy called me names. I don't like that guy. I'm not okay with him. Yeah. I was talking about that the other night with uh, Arlene. I'm like, yeah, he said this and that about me. Regal and Tara laughed. I'm like, that's messed up. That is messed up. <laughs> but it's kind of funny at the same time. We're like, oh, this guy, what a jerk. You know, and it happens. Mm -hmm. You know, when the, and I don't take it personal. I know when they're bad, bad energies and they start right. fighting back, talking smack, that just means, oh, we're, we're causing that effect on them. We're affecting them. And they don't right. like it. It's like, dude, this guy's going to come in and make it hard for me to stay here. That's, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. my job. I do that. I get the yeah. bad people out and I keep the good ones in. You know, mm -hmm. balance that energy of life. So, yeah, it's been awesome working with you uh, for a while now. You've been with us for a long time now, so that's that's pretty awesome. And it's yeah, been it's great. Been you know, we always have these adventures, and they're kind of like the same thing, but they're never really the same thing. You know, it's always new same time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you can do your practice and whatever and go in and think it's going to just go through this routine but it's never the routine you start all of a sudden you're just <laughs> going this way or like oh, right what's happening over here what what's this you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is, that's always great to deal with and uh we learn from that every single time that we do that so and you've been with me on some pretty bad cases so <laughs> i know i know at least three that are pretty uh have been pretty pretty insane Yep. And they go on and on and on. It's hard. It's hard to break some of that negative energy. But a lot of people who have been going through that, who carry these negative energies behind them, like like on their like a backpack, mm -hmm. sometimes they, they have do. trouble letting some of that energy go. They really do. They say, I hate this thing. Help me get it off. Make it go away. It's like, okay, well, we'll try. <laughs> but you just push it out the door, but you're just going to leave the door open so it comes back in. You can't right? do that. You can't be thinking about it. 24 hours that you need to let it go and erase it from your mind. You can't feed of energy anymore. Yes. And a lot of people can't do that. And I get it. It's hard. That's why we got to keep making these trips back and forth and trying to help them figure it out until they get their strength back. You know? mm -hmm. One great experience I did have with you, Wendy, is when we were at that one case in Simi Valley, in the Santa Susana area, and it was multi-level case and it was like spirits and then there was like uh, negative entities and then we we're even coming across possible uh alien energies that we couldn't see so like uh, it was just like a buffet of some random things happening it was really <laughs> intense but we did dr dr greer's uh technique which was the um 
the CM5 uh, technique. But we yeah. all went into a white trance to try to do this stuff. And we were playing all this, these real tapes of alien stuff, which was bringing in, channeling the energy in. You went into kind of a meditative state and you were talking to us and giving us messages uh, during the CE5 um, technique. And Mark was doing the same thing. And you guys were having this weird combination of talking back and forth. And I think you were getting aggressive when you were going to like swing at him or something because you're like reaching for the air and stuff. That was, it was pretty wild. I don't I don't recall because I think I was actually channeling one of those little aliens or something at some point because I don't remember I remember at some point I was talking and then all of a sudden I don't remember anything and you guys said I was like punching my leg I was getting mad she's mine I'm keeping her or something I'm fighting and Mark said something and I challenged him and I'm like, what? And we, I, I didn't get to go back and see the video of myself, but apparently I got all aggressive and yeah. Oh yeah. It was good stuff. <laughs> I'll have to dig yeah. that footage out and send that to you so you can see it. Cause it was amazing. You guys are both like sitting there in the chair and your eyes are closed and you guys, he's like reaching for something and you're like punching your legs. Like mine, mine, mine. I'm never going to go. Oh my God. Yeah. So look at this is great stuff right now, people. <laughs> But that was, a, that was an interesting experiment. You know, I really want to set something up where we actually go outside and do that experiment again to see if we can connect with whatever is passing by and who wants to hang out with us, because I think that's interesting. But that was it such was. a multi-level case of so many things happening. I was just like, what's going on? Is Bigfoot going to come deliver pizza right now or something? Because we got everything I, I going rem on. I remember okay. walking around the outside of the house and telling you, there's a vortex, but it's way up here. <laughs> it's not down here like normal. And you're like, what? We both went. Oh, there it is. That was a crazy place. Yeah, it was way out high. That was yeah. really interesting. Uh, I'm still dealing with that case. I have to get back on it and do some more things. So I bet. That's uh, going to be a never-ending. I don't think it's going to fully end, but I think there's ways that she can learn how to not be so affected by it. I yeah. think there, there is a, a level of happy medium <laughs> no pun intended uh, right but there is that connection you know, one wants to be aggressive well if that one spirit really loves her then he needs to lighten up and make right. her experience a pleasant experience and not be trying to dominate you know and that's exactly exactly those, those obsessive love things in right might not be a human spirit it might not have a great understanding of our of type human. of love passion right. um but once again we're counseling we need to tell that spirit hey man you gotta just chill out dude you know you can't just be with a girl like that and be aggressive you gotta kind of spooze yourself you know right you know make her feel good make make the energy feel good where she just wants to relax she'll talk to you you know it's all about relationship building i i believe anyway awesome so what about the the future for Wendy? What's gonna what do you want to be doing in the next three years? I have no idea. Next three years? <sighs> I don't know. I'm uh I was more focused on maybe, you know, being a part of your paracon this this summer. I don't know about three years from now, but um Well we can start with the next six months, that's fine. 
Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Wendy's yeah. talking about Pacifico's Paracon happening in Ventura, California, which is, for those of you who follow the show, know it's a spot between Los Angeles and Northern California, right in the central area. And we did a Paracon last year, and I was real excited about it. It went really well, and I wanted Wendy to be there, but Wendy was not able to join us that time. So I'm really looking forward to having you this year. So if you guys want to go to the Paracon, you can come by, say hello to Wendy, ask her some questions, share your stories. I'm sure she'd love to talk to you. I'd love Absolutely. to talk to you. I'd love all of you guys come to my Paracon, because that'll be great. Yeah. You yes, can find yes. it at PacificCoastParacon.com if you have any more questions about that. So, yeah, love to have you there. I think you'll have a good time. We had a good time last time. I was extremely tired because I actually kept going and going from the beginning of the morning all night, but totally <laughs> worked. The spirits, yeah. uh, I was worried about them, you know, because I always promised them I wouldn't let anyone exploit them or harm them or do anything. And I think they were excited, you know, because mm -hmm. they knew it was about them and they can do whatever they wanted. And they, they definitely did. Mm -hmm. They definitely made them presence known. And uh, I'm sure they're going to be excited again to see everybody uh, who came before and a bunch of new faces for those of you right. who want to come join us. So. Awesome, Wendy. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, we've only got a couple of minutes left. Is there anything you want to uh, let people know? Like, uh, those of you listening uh, might want to reach out to you. Is there any way they can send you an email or, or get in touch with you? Um, yeah, my email address is my name, Wendy Hannigan805 at gmail.com. Awesome. What about social media? Um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram, just under my name. Wendy Hannigan. Wendy Hannigan. Awesome. Well, excellent, Wendy. Thank you for spending some time with us and telling us uh, about your story and hopefully those listeners out there. And you are listening to My Darkest Hour uh, right here on LiveParanormal.com and iHeartRadio. Um, you can go to our YouTube channel. If you like the stuff you guys are seeing, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. You can get a new episode every time it's released. See some new stuff coming out. I have new videos. I have new clips of the things that we have done in the paranormal coming up. And, of course, you can go to Paraflix and watch the TV show on Paraflix.com or Roku TV, of course. And I, I believe we're now on iTunes. You can get the show on Paraflix. Look for My Darkest Hour. See the stuff we did, see the investigation at the Majestic Ventura Theater, which the Paracon will be at. You can see the things that we went through during all that time, which was absolutely amazing. So thank you, Wendy. Thank you so much. Appreciate Thanks for having me. Appreciate everything you do. Appreciate having you on the team. Uh, and I do appreciate you for being a dear and close friend. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much, Stefan. It's my pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you. So now we'll see you soon. All righty. Thank you. All right. And I'll talk to you later. Everyone say, everyone wave. Bye to Wendy. Bye, Wendy. Bye. <laughs> All right. Talk to you soon. All right, you guys. And that is going to be it for this edition of the show. The first show, 2023. You know, make sure when you go to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. Let me know what you guys are interested in. Uh, if there's other people that you know that would be a good person to talk to about the things they do in the paranormal, 
you know, send us an email, uh, send us a message on Messenger or Instagram, whatever it is. Let us know. We'll look into it, and we'll try to get that done for you guys. We're going back to filming more adventures. That's going to be coming out, so keep an eye on the Paraflix. A lot of stuff coming out. You guys know I've been doing a lot of stuff with Ghost Adventures, and it just seems like it's continuing on and on and on, so we'll keep you updated. And send you guys some of those little clips out there, so if you go to the YouTube channel, make sure you do subscribe. So that's going to be it for this segment of the show. Uh, we will see you guys next time right here on My Darkest Hour. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.